What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Philip and Leroy the Judgmental Podcast. What's up, everybody? This your boy Phil back in the house. Well, before we start on this week's game, we got to talk about <laughs> Christmas game. The Eagles won 33-25. Uh, what's your thoughts on that Christmas game against the Giants? The Giants is a, a trash-ass team. We should have easily won that game. It shouldn't even have been like a fucking close game. They shouldn't even been able to do shit against us. Right. Uh, uh, except the Giants was able to run. Uh, they got a uh, they got a pick six, right? Yeah, they got a pick six, and they got a long pass for a touchdown towards the end of the game. That's what made the game close. Right. So and, really, our defense was holding up for the most part. Right. And uh, before we get into the to this game, this week's game, now it was a big deal. Uh, what what was the uh what was the the uh Eagles game on Monday night. Uh, was it the Cowboys, right? Yeah, it was the yeah. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And Christian McCaffrey was on a Man and Brothers show, and he predicted. Uh, uh, you seen it online, right? No, I know what you're talking about. Though I read about it. Yeah, and they everybody and made said that. Said he was predi- pro- pro- projecting, uh, predicting every play that the Eagles would run before they ran it. Right now. Now, uh, they made it seem like the, it's a big deal. People on social media, oh, he he's so smart. No, it's the offense. The offense is is easy to the 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 uh predict what they what they're going to do because they do it six or seven times a game. Like I always say same, about the same shit every week, and we talked about that. Right, like I said about the the wide receiver screen. Why keep doing that over and over again? You're not fooling anyone. You can see it coming. And it was one play where against the Giants where it was almost intercepted because the uh, the defensive back already read that it was a screen pass. Yeah, that's not hard because you keep doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's it's the 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 offense is so stagnant, and I mm-hmm. can't call it. It ain't the players; it's the coaching. How the coaching is ran. I don't like how also don't like how McCaffrey and the 49ers was all on a high horse. They talked shit before uh mostly Debo was talking the shit before our game, and then they came out and kicked our ass. They was talking shit after the game. Then McCaffrey was talking about he can read all our plays, which he probably could, you know what I mean? Right. But it's like, damn, why y'all couldn't read fucking uh Baltimore plays? Y'all talking shit of Baltimore and they kicked your ass. Exactly. And first, like like we said, the Eagles offense is not that hard to predict predict. Number two is football. I mean, how much different? Can, how many different plays can you actually really run? There's <laughs> a but, lot of plays. You if you got a smart offensive play quarter that know what he's doing, there's a lot of shit you can open up in the playbook. Like we haven't seen the Eagles do a flea flicker, and God knows when. I think uh, what's, what's the dude name uh, the one the Super Bowl and shit. Doug Peterson. I think uh, Foles. I think Foles, oh, Foles was probably the last person that threw a flea flicker for our team. So there's a lot of plays out there that you can run that we just don't do. No, no wide receiver screens. Um, I mean, not wide receiver screens. I'm sorry, halfback screens. Yeah, yeah we don't even throw the, the uh, passes to the we, – we rarely line a running back up as a receiver or in a slot like some of the other teams do. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of shit that's out there that we just stay vanilla. We like it that way. I don't know. Right. Well, I guess they're saying if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, I don't know. It is and broke. We got we got all these good players on offense and can't put up points. Yep. We should we should put twenty five points up with our eyes closed every week, and here we go two weeks where the offense can't score. 
Yep. I, but I guess I bet you they'll say, like I say, I would love to know what's going on in these uh, coaching uh, meeting rooms. What the are they saying is, to each other? The problem is they don't really want to run the game, to run the ball to the running back, because if you run them and they look good, you got to pay them. And they were just in that situation last year with uh, Miles Sanders. They don't want to pay a running back. But it's hard to not pay a running back to put up big numbers, and you do it back-to-back years. So they didn't pay Miles. So now my man is having a, a – he would have had a better year than Miles had last year because his, his uh, yards per carry is real good. Yes. But they don't give him the ball to put up those big numbers. Because if you put if you he put up those big numbers, now he, you know he got justification for why he deserved a bigger paycheck. So if you keep throwing in fucking Gainwell and all these other dudes to run a ball and only give him two carries in a whole half and shit like that, they're trying to win games. We're using him as less as possible. But they see that we need to use him to win those games. Well, DeAndre Swift has 896 yards rushing, so he need 104 to get over 1,000. Uh, at, at this at this point right now, if the Eagles would have kept continuing running the football, he would have had like 11 or 1,200 yards It'll be already. leading the league. It'll be leading right. the league. Right. Because uh, don't get me wrong, uh, 49ers, 49ers running back is good, but he only got 1,300. Most running backs that win MVP or in an MVP conversation – they got 17, 18,000 uh, yards rushing. I mean, uh, 1,800 yards rushing. You know what I mean? Yes. So him with 13 is not saying a lot. Any other year, 13 wouldn't put you in the top. That would put you maybe in the top 10 back there at nine or, or, or eight somewhere, but not in the, the number one running back. And you only got 13. Mm-hmm. And they're saying uh, inside the e- e- Eagles with I.com, say that Gainwell, the reason why they use Gainwell a lot is, number one, he's the bruiser back, and number two, he's good on a pass rush. So now, that, and he, the thing is, he might be good with the pass rush, but when he's in the game, most of the time they give him the carries. And I haven't seen him truck nobody. i seen him break some tackles here, but i also seen Swift break tackles and make people miss. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand what type of pass protection is Gainwell doing so good. I I haven't seen him like uh uh help out with pass protection. That's bullshit. Just trying to make it sound good. That's bullshit. I haven't right. seen Swift get blown up like he missing blocks and shit like that. Oh, and you know they also use him in a red zone. Uh, Gainwell, I'm talking about. Yeah, because Swift can't get a whole bunch of touchdowns now because you got to pay that dude if he's put up big numbers. Right. That's why every time we get to the red zone, it's either game well or it's, uh, the quarterback. One of them running it in. Right. Next season. Man, Swift will get you all the way down there, and then you won't even give him no carries. Right. So next season, it's going to be game well, Boston Scott. Boston Scott will be uh, DeAndre Swift. Game well would just do game well stuff, and they'll yep, draft a running back. So that's three running backs that you're not paying big money to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's all that's about. Yep. It's like they're phasing the running back across the NFL mostly. And the team that's winning still using the running back. Yeah. You know what now, I mean? Because look at uh look at Kansas City. Kansas City was kicking ass the last three years. Now all of a sudden they don't use the running back. Uh the quarterback can't do shit. I mean, he let his receivers go, but still, he's he's supposed to be one of them game-changing quarterbacks where he can throw to anybody. I mean, of course they gotta catch the ball. But uh uh Edward, Edwards Hylier, he was putting up big numbers and then they just phased him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tech, the uh, what is it? The Titans. Same with him. He's putting up big numbers. They try to phase him out, but when they give him those carries, they put up numbers. Yep. I just don't. Well, like like we talked about uh, at your house, that I think they're just doing that just so they can lose. 
and get a better draft pick. Like like you said, Cook had about fifteen hundred yards, thirteen hundred yards last year rushing, and now he can't even get a carry for a, a bum ass team. Exactly, and you would think, and their quarterback, yep. is, their quarterback yep. is hurt. You would think that they'd be running the football up and down the field, yep. but no. Nope. They got two good two good running backs, and you're not even using them. Now I want to know does 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 Dalvin Cook even care, or he just like well look I'm frustrated, or he just like well look I'm getting paid. I'm pretty, so. sure, I'm pretty sure he's frustrated a little bit, but what can he do? Ain't nothing really you can do about it. Go you to the press. About it, and be looking for another job. Yeah, I, I would go to the press and say something. It's ridiculous, and and, and ain't a knock on the Jets. It's just a knock on the NFL period trying to phase out these guys because they don't want to pay them. That's what well, that's what that's they all want, about. They want the NFL to be high scoring, throw the ball all day long, but that's not what it's about. It's about a combination of running the ball and passing the ball. So they want these quarterbacks to have inflated numbers, 300, 400 yards passing, five touchdowns a game, and the receivers getting all these 100 yards and all this. But they're forgetting about the reason why they can do stuff like that because the run opened up the pass. So right. when you don't have that up, that uh, run, the defense is just going to lock in and play pass coverage, and then you're not going to put up those big numbers. So then you're going to see superstar quarterbacks and wonder why they're stinking up the joint. Mm-hmm. Now here my man Russell Wilson just got benched, but his numbers is the same as Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and so plus you know, they you know was that about? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, tell us. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to pay him. So here, my man, my man got a guaranteed contract for one year, but he also had that clause that if he get hurt, you got to pay him that thirty-seven million or whatever. Right. So they said, well, you know what? We're gonna sit you down. Ain't like he hobbling or something. There's a reason to sit him down, and y'all mm-hmm. still in the playoff hunt. We're gonna yep. sit you down for some bum ass that been on a, a three other teams that couldn't do shit. We're gonna let him play, maybe. Their, their reason is to spark the offense. You're right. Russell Wilson got, I think, 27 touchdowns and, and six interceptions or eight interceptions. Those are good numbers. They're not yeah. winning, but his numbers are not bad. And if his numbers is almost the same as Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, you don't, you don't hear them talking about benching him to get the offense to spark. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous for them to um... – Bench him, especially with at, at towards the end of the season, and then like you say, it's not like it's not like they uh, it's all over with. They only won three games this year and all right. that stuff, but they they have a chance to go to the playoffs, and you're gonna sit, sit down your bed. <laughs> you got a you got a damn Super Bowl winning quarterback <laughs> that's not over the hill that's putting up solid numbers, and you're gonna bench him in the last two games just to say you want to spark the offense when you're in a playoff hunt. They about probably right. they asked for these last two games. They ain't worried about that. They don't yeah. want to pay them. Like you said, uh, twenty six touchdowns, eight interceptions, um, three hundred, three thousand and seventy yards passing. His rating is ninety eight. That's good. Right. That's a good rating. Mm-hmm. But yet you you had you have a chance to you have they seven and eight, right? So mm-hmm. you then you have a chance to be nine and eight. But yeah, <laughs> right. And, and what's Pat Mahomes' uh, numbers? Uh, let's see. Uh, he's uh twenty six yards, uh twenty six touchdowns. I'm sorry, eight fourteen interceptions. He threw a lot of interceptions this year. Three hundred three thousand nine hundred and thirty eight yards passing, and his quarterback rating is ninety one point seven. So shit, he almost, he better than Pat Mahomes. Hmm. Same amount of touchdowns and a lot less interceptions and a higher rating. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the 14 is a lot of damn interceptions. <clears throat> I don't mind 14 interceptions if you're throwing 40 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
But if you got 30 touchdowns and, and you know what I mean, 14, 15 interceptions, they ain't saying nothing. You, you got to get 40 touchdowns, you're going to throw that many interceptions. His his last five games, he has seven touchdowns and five interceptions. Who's that? Uh, Pat Mahomes. Okay. And Russ was playing good his last couple games when coming to interceptions and stuff and touchdowns. Last five games, he was seven touchdowns, four interceptions. Okay. Now, what's the controversy with A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown saying they need to do away with Monday Night Football. And well, a lot of people jumped on him about that. Like, you're making excuses because y'all stunk up the joint on Monday Night Football. That's the whole thing it was about. I didn't get all in the details about it, but that's what it was about. He said the NFL needs to do away with Monday Night Football. And NFL and, and people, you know, fans always talking shit in media. They love it, so they don't want to do away with it. I agree. I said I hate Monday night football. Like, damn, why every day got to be a football day? I like when football – I mean, Monday night is cool, but I like Sunday football. And I like Sunday night football. I don't need no Monday night game. I don't need no Thursday night game. I don't need no Saturday night game. I don't the, need all that. The, the Saturday is the killer because you be like, well, damn, such and such playing today? Uh-huh. Nobody know about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was games playing, and I didn't even know. I think it was uh, Dallas when Dallas and played. Detroit. And then oh, I said, oh, shit. That's about yesterday, right? Was it yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Dallas and Detroit, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, my uh, receiver getting off and shit. But you mm-hmm. don't need that shit. And the same with the London games. They cool and all, but the timing is fucked up. So it's 9, 10 o'clock in the morning when they playing. Yes. People are still asleep on Saturday. Sleeping in and shit like that. They don't know the game on. <laughs> and half the time, if you don't got Amazon Prime or all these other joints like that, you can't even catch it anyway. I mean, of course, we can catch it, but I'm talking about the regular people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I was talking to, uh, oh, I was talking to my doctor. One of the doctors, he's a big sports fan. I was talking to him. And he was like, how you get to see all these games? How did you get to see that game? I couldn't find it nowhere. <laughs> You don't want to put him down because you think he's going to say. <laughs> no, I, I told him, I told him, but he's a little, you know, scary pants or whatever. All right, okay. <laughs> well, let's get into this week's game. This is the last home game at Lincoln Financial Field for the Philadelphia Eagles going against the Arizona Cardinals. The Eagles are a 13-point favorite and the over-under is 48.5. That 13-point that favorite, I don't see it. But, mm-hmm. uh. Oh, you think so? Because I think because I think Arizona was trying to lose on purpose. I think they agree. This would be what's the name last year to uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I so can now see they that. if they if they content with just being Kyler Murray's last year, they're probably going to try to get one of these quarterbacks coming out in the draft. So they'll probably tank the last two games of the season. Even if they don't tank, they're not that good anyways. Well, well, I talked about that before, about mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't assign Kyler Murray to that big contract like that, not because of the Call of Duty thing. It's because he's inconsistent sometimes. Sometimes he's on and sometimes he's not. Well, that's, that's, all, that's mostly young quarterbacks are like that, though. But he, you got to see improvement year after year, and he's never improved his game. It's always been the same. He got a strong arm, but he's a little dude, and his first instinct is to run. Right. He's almost like a, a Justin Fields. But Justin Fields, this is like his first or second year, so you can deal with the first or second year. But then after a while, you've been in the league, you, you, your game got to advance. And if you're still doing the same shit you was doing a rookie, then you're not really built for this. Right. Uh, well, he's um, he's he got six touchdowns, four interceptions, and his quarterback rating is 81.9. 
his completing percentage is 62.3%. Now, is it because of the lack of receivers or or that's no, just that, that's him. That's okay. Him. So you think that the Eagles want to win by 13 points? Over yeah. 13 points. Yeah. Yeah. What about the over under at 48.5? Uh, what you say it was forty what? Forty eight point five. Forty eight point five. I'm gonna go with the over. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, the big news is on the Eagles side is Avante Maddox. Avante Maddox is activated off the end of re- injury reserve, but is he playing today? They might give him a little bit of play time like that. You know how they work somebody into the offense. I mean, a uh, defense like that. Right. I would well, throw him right out there to the wolves. See what you got. You ready to go? Well, look, they can't need be no, can't be no worse than who you who you playing. Right. As secondary, they need him. Mm-hmm. They definitely need him. And that's uh, why go ahead. That's why I didn't understand when we signed that linebacker, why he didn't get a lot of snaps. Yeah, he knew here to the the, the defense, but he's a Pro Bowl linebacker, so he need to play. And you ain't got no linebackers, he need to be out there. If he stink up the joint, let him get that rust off in game speed. Why they don't have him blitzing the quarterback? That's my problem right there with him. It's the same way when we dropped what's the name back in the coverage. Uh, what's the other dude that got all the sacks? Uh, uh, Hassan Reddick. Yeah, when we first got Hassan Reddick, he was sitting there covering fucking running backs and fucking uh tight ends. And when they saw that wasn't working, like he didn't come here for that shit. He came here for what he do best: go after the quarterback. Hmm. Uh, speaking of blitzing. I want one. I want one of the press people to act, ask Nick Sirianni why is the lack of blitzing. Is it a reason why the lack of blitzing? Now you have bad secondary, secondary slash linebackers has been injured this season. Okay, now the first thing you would want to do is blitz the quarterback because you don't want him standing in the pocket throwing the football down the field like all these quarterbacks has been doing. So right. why the lack? Why the lack of blitzing the quarterback? I'm I'm confused. I, mean, uh, I think Sirianni is a, a, a happy-go-lucky type of coach. Anyway, he lucked up and got a talented team, and they were rolling. <laughs> so he didn't really had to do much. Now he got he lost his coordinators, so now it's on him to show what he can do. And it's like we stinking up the joint, and it's like, well, blame me, don't blame the coordinators. Yeah, we are gonna blame you, but they're they're your scapegoat because you got an offensive coordinator that's playing calling plays and not you supposedly. So it's easy to say he's fucking up and not you because you're letting him call the plays. Is he really calling the plays, or are you just allowing somebody to? You you can be the head coach, but if you got a, a running back that's doing real good, he only got two carries at the half. You supposed to be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? You are supposed to step in and say something. Oh, okay. you see another, or, or you don't see the blitz or coming on, on a regular. You are supposed to go to your defensive coordinator and say, yo, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? Or you seeing them pass up and down the field on your defense? Yo, what the fuck? But for you to sit back and just let us fucking get our ass kicked like that, and it's just. It, 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 that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's no. He's probably over his head and don't know what he's doing. But everybody give him props. Well, hey, been here three years and we've been winning since. He had veteran fucking coordinators too. Okay, now you said that the offense coordinator is calling the offensive plays, right? That's what they said. Yeah. Okay, so the the uh, where well, we already know that the defense coordinator is the one that's calling the plays. So the question is, what Nick Sirianni is doing during the game? About the okay now, what coaches in the league is is not calling the plays? That don't sound right. And I think most of them is calling the plays. I think that's a bullshit excuse why you can't blame our coach because he can say easily, "Well, I can fire my offensive coordinator because they don't know what he's doing." You know what I mean? Yeah. But oh, that's well. bullshit. Most head coaches—that's the whole part of being a head coach. You calling your own plays. 
Well, they're saying they're saying when he got the job, he was calling the plays, and the offense was uh stinking up the joint. So then uh he passed the plays off to whoever the old offensive coordinator was, and then he the offense got a little spark and shit. So that stayed that way. Okay. It's not like bullshit to me. All right, so uh, next season, well, in the offseason, Howie's going to have to clean this up. Um, fire all the coaching staff. Keep keep Nick Sirianni, but he's on the, uh, uh, he's in the hot seat. And well, it, all depends, some, it all depends on how this uh, playoffs play out. Okay. St- if, if, we go to, if we go to Super Bowl again, it's going to be hard to fire your head coach. No, no, no. I'm not going to fire him. I'm saying he's on the hot seat in the offseason and fire the, the other coaching staff, fire all the coordinators. It all depends. Like I said, it all depends on how the playoffs go. It's hard because what if we go to playoffs and then shit start clicking? I doubt it that happened. I'm about to ask you. <laughs> I doubt it, but you never know. And let's just say it do start clicking. Shit, ain't nobody know Nick Foles was going to fucking take this offense to the Super Bowl and win uh-huh. that shit. Right. <laughs> so any, anything's possible. But yeah, like if we, this team right now, and I'm a realist, and I'm an Eagles fan. I see us making it to the second round and getting knocked off in the second round because uh-huh. we haven't been able to stop anybody this year. And in the playoffs, you got to be able to stop somebody. Right. You got to be able to run the ball in the playoffs. We can't do neither one. We can't stop nobody, and we can't run the ball. Well, we can, but we shooting our own selves in the foot, not trying. And then we go down so much where it's not practical to run. Then you got to pass to try to catch up. Right. So what's the things you want to see the Eagles do in this game against the Cardinals? Fuck the quarterback up. Mm-hmm. Run the ball, like we always say. Uh, get more passes to Goddard. Like, he's back now, so use him. You don't always got to throw the ball to just those two receivers. And the third receiver, we don't even need to worry about who the third receiver is. I would have liked to see him, what's the name, get more playing time, but you pick him up and then you don't even use him. Uh, uh, Julio? Okay. Yeah. Like, shit, when our tight end went down, he's a big dude. Why you ain't just let him play the tight end position? Right. That ain't nothing but a tight end. Ain't nothing but a big wide receiver now anyway. Exactly. Dude, these guys even re- do do blocking and all that stuff like they used to do back I'm in pretty the day. Sure it's, I'm pretty sure some tight ends around the league that do that. But for the most part, the, the tight ends are receiver, big receivers. Like you said, they stay short. They don't really go deep like that. Right. So yeah, just that- move, Julio, move Julio over and keep it rolling. That's another thing I would want to press to ask Nick Sirianni. What is up for not using Julio Jones and Rashad Penny? And you you brought these guys in and you're not using them. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. So so uh, Julio just sitting there, just dressed up just to sit there. Getting a free paycheck, yeah. Right. So what's your, uh, what's your score of this Eagles game? Your score prediction. 35-14. Okay, I got 27-21. Mm-hmm. So, all right, y'all, we'll be back. Um, did you, did you want to add anything else? No, that's it. All right, well, we'll be back. Uh, we'll probably have a guest on. Uh, the guest ain't get 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 uh, with me, but I'm going to send him another email, see if he come on with us. So, we'll be back at halftime. All right. All right, we back at halftime. The Eagles is winning 21 to 6. Some quick stats. On the Cardinal side, Kyler Murray is 12 for 17, 99 yards, one interception. Rushing, we got James Conner, 14 carries, 72 yards, 5.1 yards per carry. 
Receiving side, we got McBride, four receptions for 36 yards. And Higgins has two receptions for 21 yards. On the Eagles side, we got Jalen Hurts, 11 for 13, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Rushing, we have Swift, five carries, 16 yards. Brown, receiving, I'm sorry. We got uh, A.J. Brown, three receptions, 35 yards. Julio Jones, who we just talked about how the Eagles wasn't using, got two receptions, 34 yards, and two touchdowns. Dallas Goddard, three receptions for 32, and Devontae Smith, three for 30. And shout out to our, um, who has a touchdown here? Our, uh, is he, I think he's a cornerback. Let me see where I'm at. He's all the way down on the list with Brown with one interception and one touchdown. Yeah. So, how do you like the game going so far? <laughs> like the announcer said, we really, we really didn't sh- stop them. It's like they're shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, they're running all over us. They got the time of possession. We really can't get to the quarterback. We can't stop the run. I guess you can. Uh, you can't really say we stop in the second uh, receivers either, because every time they get a third down, they convert most of the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Kyler Murray had the highest completion percentage on third down. That's okay. That's a, a positive for him. Right, but uh, their running back. They said their running back had like the the the, the second most. I think twenty yard runs. Yeah. So how you ain't leading the lead? That tell you right there they're not using them. Well, uh, he he was my uh, running back in fantasy football. He was hurt, so he didn't really play the whole season. He missed mm-hmm. a, uh, about two or three games. I'm gonna say three. So the thing about it is he missed games, but he almost got the same uh, rushing yards as the as Swift. <laughs> That's because they're using him also, though. Like, he got 14 carries in, in the half. When has Swift ever had 14 carries in the half? Right. Because uh, game will. Five carries. Well, we got to uh, give him a pass this, this game because um, – Time of possession is uh let me see if I can find it. Time of possession, the Cardinals has 21 minutes and 48 seconds. The Eagles have eight minutes and 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. So they better hurry, they better shape up and stop the third downs because this time of possession is going to kill them. Yeah, our defense is going to get even more tired. Yep. With these long ass drag outs and keeping the ball in their possession. Yep. And they'll score. And if the game will be close. They'll score and take the lead, and they'll be able to hold on to the ball because they can run effectively. And our offensive play calling is still ass. It's like they don't know how to mix it up. Either they try all runs and then we punt, or they try all passes and we punt. Like, where's the mix-up? Right. Mm-hmm. So what you want to see in this second half? We need to send the dogs after Murray. We got a nice little lead where they got to start depending on the pass. So if they got to depend on the pass, that's when he's going to sit in the pocket a little bit longer. You got to hit him. And then the tackle, my God, like we be having some good tackles for, for loss of yards, and them guys are fucking slip right out their hands and shit, miss tackle. Yep, yep. So I totally agree. We'll be back at the second half. Uh, our guest is sitting there commentating on stuff. Let me see if he answered me. You should have bought him uh, in for the halftime uh, uh, breakdown. Yeah, he he coming on. He just sent me a tweet. He coming on. So uh, we'll have our guests on at at uh, at the post game. 
We'll be back. Oh, well, yeah, that would have been cool, too, if he'd have been talking about the, uh, mm-hmm. especially with this time of possession. I didn't even think about that. Especially with this time of possession that this damn Cardinals was having. You ain't lying. <laughs> she said, why they always got the ball? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. All right. All right, it's the end of the game. The Eagles lost 35 to 31. Some stats on the Cardinals side. We have Kyler Murray, 25 for 31, 232 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Rushing, we have James Conner, 26 carries, 128 yards, one touchdown. And we have Carter, seven carries for 61 yards. It was all all the field day running against the Eagles. Uh, receiving, we have Dorchich, seven receptions, 82 yards. McBride, six receptions, 48 yards. Wilson, four receptions, 35 yards. No, four receptions, 35 yards, one touchdown. I'm sorry. On the Eagles side, we got Jalen Hurts, 18 for 23, 167 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. DeAndre Swift, 13 carries, 61 yards. Receiving, we have A.J. Brown, four receptions, 53 yards. Goddard, five receptions, 47 yards, one touchdown. And Julio Jones, two receptions, 34 yards, and two touchdowns. This is some shitty football, and it goes back to what I said. I don't care what they do in the playoffs. Something got to change. And I was, You can't say I, you don't care what they do in the playoffs, because what if they win a championship? You still firing everybody? Uh, playing like this? You think they're going to win the no, championship? No, no, I'm saying you just said it don't matter what they do. So mm-hmm. that so that's why I said if it don't matter what they do when they win a championship are you still firing everybody? Yep. It's not with I, no matter what I will they fire, do. Well, hopefully, depending on what they do. Hopefully the coordinators get head coaching jobs if they win the championship. Okay, so that's good for me to let them leave. But other than that, something got to change here. This is some shitty football, and no blitzing. Then when you want to blitz, you want to go. You want to goal line. Obviously, he's going to throw the football. So, won't you play some pass coverage? Yeah, that was shitty. And what happened to the referees uh, taking a look at uh, touchdowns inside the two-minute? They just let them run right up there and kick a field goal. Nobody even looked at it or nothing. Then when they showed the replay, it looked like his knee and his elbow hit. Right, and then the commentators act like it was like a close call. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they, they don't like to say anything negative about what the ref's saying or saw, you know what I mean? That's just like the uh, it was another call that, that was uh, they called was it pass interference? They said, Oh, I don't see what the ref uh, that was a good no call or something he said, and it wasn't, it was a pass interference, yeah. That was uh, you talking about towards the end of the game, right? Not the one that he just did a no call with Goddard, it was one before okay. that, all right, yeah, mm hmm. It's yeah. just a shitty game because when they did the onside kick, why do we just take our foot off the pedal? Why do we have two run, uh, quarterbacks uh, runs on those? You got running backs. This team just gave up over 200 yards. They can't stop the run, but we still refuse to run the ball. I just don't get it. Well, how about when before Elliott made the field goal, that that uh that drive there? So they got a uh it was a That's holding what I'm call. About, that drive. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, you forgot about the screen pass first. The screen pass and then the two runs that made it third down, and that's when they mm-hmm. kicked the uh, field goal. Yeah, come on now. That's what I'm saying. Now I was talking to James, and he's talking about some. No, it's because the the Eagles last year they had an easy schedule. You know they pulled that shit. Oh, they had a third uh, easiest schedule, whatever type of ranking it on the easy schedule it was. And mm-hmm. compared to this year, 
compared to this year, look who they lost to. They lost a team. They they not losing the the teams that that they have good records. They beat um Seahawks is like what eight and seven. Mm-hmm. So we got the Seahawks. Uh, we got um, the Jets. The Jets. No, 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 no. We talking about the teams with winning records: Cowboys oh, winning records. and the 49ers. So that's three. So, so I don't know what the Seahawks are doing today, but but uh, they're like on a line for the playoffs. They like the last spot on a playoff. Yeah, they fight for a spot. Right. Okay. So, uh, do you want to put them? Okay. Okay. Let's just say they make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's three playoff teams. Com, com, that's three. That's three playoff teams they lost to compared to uh, uh, Cardinals and uh, the Jets. So it's not an excuse on what the schedule is. No, it's our it's our coaching. That's it comes down to the coaching and the coordinators. Right, and I'm trying to tell him like, you see this play calling? How in the world are you going to talk about the personnel? It, it's the once play they, call. Once they did that onside kick, that should have been a nail in the coffin for them. We should have made them move that ball down the field like ease, but they, they want to do quarterbacks runs. Like, what kind of shit is that? If you want to run it, give it to the running back. Right. So it was just fucked up. All right, we have a guest. This is the our uh, fourth time on the show. Fourth Ari- time? Yeah. yeah. Arizona Cardinals fan, Mr. Ryan Gurrieres. How are you doing today? I'm uh, stunned, <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, stunned, but it's nice to hear you guys again, view you guys again. So I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, good to hear from you, too. So, okay, now tell us about <laughs> your thoughts on this game. Um, I would The ultimate um, Jonathan Gannon revenge game <laughs> that was kind of talked about all week over here, but no one really gave two thoughts about going to Philadelphia and shocking the world and beating the Eagles, I guess, <laughs> outside of that locker room. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just just stunned. <laughs> is it really a shocker though? I mean, we were playing like shit the last five weeks. Uh, when you got a four and eleven or three and twelve team go into a yeah, we we, a talk about, we we lost three in a row, came back, got one, and then lost again. So shit, we lost what four out of the last five, some shit I, like that. Yeah, I mean we, they are struggling bad. And then you <laughs> see, seeing it towards the end, kind of like what you guys were talking about with the whole play calling and the coordinators, seeing that whole sequence of guys shuffling in and out, the confusion on the sidelines. I mean, that yes. was stunning this late in the season. Exactly. So here's a per for a question for a person that's on the outside looking in. What do you think about the Eagles? Uh, they peaked too soon. Mm-hmm. They peaked way too early, and now that they're trying to figure all this out in the fly towards the end, and now you're going to have to go on a road game in the wild card weekend. Um, I, they look like they're pretty cooked <laughs> on this back half <laughs> of the season. I mean, it's just just seeing their free fall. I mean, from where they started to where they're at now, it's 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 surprising. Yep. Well, don't, like I said before. Ahead. They're trying their hardest not to give Swift the ball. We're playing a team that can't stop the run. He only get 13 right. carries. He probably only had four or five in the first half and right. then another six in the second half. So they're trying their hardest not to give him the ball, but they didn't give the game. Well, he only got two carries. So you got a team that gave up 200 yards rushing a week ago, and you don't even try to run on them like that? That's crazy. Yeah. Which, which was surprising, too, because that one, I don't know, it was the last touchdown that they scored. Mm-hmm. I mean – Swift ran right through Arizona's defense. Yes, and he did. Was, and even like the broadcast, Moose and uh, Joe Davis said, "Why? Have, where has this been all game? I mean, Arizona can't stop it. We're playing with backups on the defensive line. I'm maybe third stringers." 
And it's like, why are you guys not <laughs> using that to your advantage? We say the same shit every week, though. I'm sorry, but it almost seems like the Eagles is trying to lose on purpose. I don't know, but this is all this stuff is strange to me. Like you just mentioned about the running and a, a team that you can run on, you will automatically just run the football. Well, before the game started, we said the same thing, not losing on purpose, but they're trying to win without making Swift shine because the Swift shine, he needs a new contract and they don't want to pay him. So they right. want to win and use him as less as possible. But when they use him, he looks good. You know what I mean? He's like <laughs> third or fourth in rushing. He don't even get that many carries. So, so there's 13 carries, 61 yards, and he averaged 4.7 yards a carry. So he almost uh, had five yards a carry. I guess you can say he averaged five yards a carry. So uh, you can't – there's no excuse for them not running the football more. So he didn't stink up the joint. And it's not. And if you're not giving them the carries, you're not even giving Gainwell the carries because he only got two touches. Yep. Yeah, this is this so is it just don't make sense. It yeah. just looks like it looks like the Eagles are kind of coasting to the finish and trying to keep guys fresh. That's what it just kind of reminds me of. But now, I mean, they, they are their season's kind of tailspinning out of control. Yeah. But and and I don't buy that either because if I was trying to keep everyone fresh, I wouldn't have Jalen Hurts doing those run plays when he's injured. Right. Yeah, that was and, that was weird, odd play calling towards the end of the game well, in that right, final drive. Right. And now we have Devontae. Uh, he left the game early, so we don't know his extent of his injury. I think it's his foot. Okay. But I don't know, like, what's up with his foot or ankle. I saw the guy rubbing something down there. Now I, I, he, there's there's oh sorry there's really no excuse. I mean you're week 17 of the season and you're having you just demoted your defensive coordinator like a week or two ago. You're having issues on the offensive side. I mean these coordinators have been going through the motions all season long. Now this there's really no excuse right. for what's happening. Yeah. Well, it, it's too late in the season to demote your defensive coordinator, and then the guy that you promote has been sticking up since he's been a coordinator and a coach. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> So I had said to Philip that um, uh, regardless what they do in the playoffs, that they need to fire the whole um, coordinator staff. Now, what are your thoughts on that one? Hold on. Put some context to it, because I said if they win the, t the championship, they, yeah, it's I'm hard sorry. to fire people. So it's I, not what, whatever, regardless of what they do, is depending on what they do. Is If they get to the NFC title game, then are you starting over with both coordinators? Or, or if you're one and done, are you popping both of them and you're restarting? One and done, I'm restarting. NFC yes. Championship, I'm, uh, I might keep them. I might not. I don't know. I mean, it, I wouldn't fire both of them if we made it to the NFC Championship. One of them would stay, definitely. I guess it depends on the route you guys go down. I mean, I could I could still see the Eagles beating Dallas. I mean, Dallas, is, we, the Cardinals beat Dallas. So Dallas the, in the same boat as us. They stinking up the joint. Yeah, so it, it, it yeah, depending on the route you go, San Francisco kind of seems like a juggernaut right now. But if you guys have to go through Dallas in the divisional round, I mean, there is no excuse not to go into Jerry Jones's universe and going and knocking off the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Right. All right, Philip. Next week, the Eagles play the Giants. It's still to be determined. Uh, but I was assuming the reason why it's a flex game because they thought the Eagles was going to do well. <laughs> this season so it'll probably be a one o'clock game on sunday uh what is your thoughts on this on this game <laughs> i mean we, we we had our own destiny in our hand all we had to do is stay with uh the 49ers and the 49ers got a hard one next week we, we still got an easy one so all we had to do is win out and we'd have been cool and you know what i mean so i don't know 
It's just fucked up. I mean, the Giants is trash, but shit, so is Arizona. So you see what happened today. Now the yeah. Giants just lost up on a missed field goal to the LA Rams. So they yeah, hung right there until the end. The background. Yep. And for you, Mr. Ryan, the Cardinals is pl- is uh, is a home game against the Seahawks. That's also a to be determined game. That's also a flex game. So, what are your thoughts on? Uh, do you think they're going to take this win and they're just going to be super extra next week? I mean, at this well, point, you kind of have to. You took yourself out of the Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes. I'm assuming with that win because we probably dropped from two to four. And I mean, here, the Arizona fans hate the Seattle Seahawks and hate Pete Carroll, hate the Seahawks fans, still don't like Russell Wilson, can't stand DK Metcalf. So yeah, if you can go get Seattle next week, why not go get five wins in a, in a season where you were really at the beginning, back in August, September, you were questioning if they even had a win on the schedule and now you could get five and gain his first season. So yeah, you go get, go start, just build the culture now and then go into the draft and go draft another offensive lineman or whoever falls to you or whatnot. And, just, just keep building the culture after this week. Now, what was you uh, going to say, Phil? No, I was just saying um, the Cardinals. Uh, they surprised me because if they if they play like they play this week, next week, carry that same uh, mindset and then play like that with the calling, they might be all right. Because I didn't think Kyler Murray was going to play that good. Like, Neither he did was we. Accurate today. He just had uh, he just had that one bad miscommunication interception. But his his pass has been sharpened on the money all game. Yeah, and they're blocking good for Connor because Connor ain't never played this good before in his career. I mean, just the running, the over two hundred yards rushing. I mean, collectively, it was just, I, just crazy. Like on the Eagles' defense, that was so great last year, and with the defensive line that they have, it's just unreal. Oh, the only oh. thing we did uh, change, we, we we let our two starting linebackers go and our starting running back. You would think that wouldn't make a big difference the way it made. Right. Well, and it was one of those Kaiser White that you guys let go. Yeah. Well, no, he wasn't. A, he wasn't a starter though. Oh, okay. It was, uh, the other, but we let him go too. But he was yeah, getting he, a lot of. He was getting a lot of click too. He came here. Gannon made him a captain, and he was sensational up until he got hurt in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. Uh, okay, Ryan. What you think about uh, Kyler Murray uh, in off season? Are you going to get rid of him or? Keep him or what? I, I that was the best Kyler Murray's played since the middle of 2021 when we started out <laughs> seven and zero. I mean that was that he Kyler was sensational. And that was kind of the the performance I think that was needed for Kyler with these fans to show, hey, this I am capable of being a franchise quarterback, especially given the money that the organization organization gave him in the past. Um, I am comfortable with going with Kyler. I am not sold on Caleb Williams or Drake May, or really any of these quarterbacks that are coming out in the draft. Uh, okay, Caleb is a UFC, right? Yeah, Caleb, yeah, former Heisman winner. But, yeah, I mean, man, they regressed big time this year. Uh, okay, now, who, who, what college is uh, Jake's from? I'm not, I don't really know that much about college football. Um, Drake May is the quarterback from uh, North Carolina, and oh. he was um, ACC quarterback, was the big talk all uh, all summer long about being a Heisman Trophy hopeful and leading North Carolina to places they've kind of never been before, and and in the ACC, North Carolina won seven and five. I mean, he wasn't. Did he have his moments? Yes. Was he that top tier, top two quarterback drafted in the NFL draft? I don't think so. 
I'm not a scout, but just seeing it from the naked eye, it's like I would have thought this kid would have elevated that program to different heights the way he was projected to. Okay. So See, if uh, I was them, if I was Arizona, ahead. I would keep Kyler Murray. But if I could get one of the top quarterbacks, I would get them because sooner or later it's going to be time to uh, start filling in his uh, finding his replacement. Well, Kyler's only 26 or 26 or 27. Kyler's Kyler's still young. And yeah, but he's, he's been here for a while now. He should know the offense. He should improve well, by now. In the same shit we saw about before the game started. And in theory, yes, I agree with you 100%. Where the difference is a little bit is that this is a whole new system for him coming from the one he ran at Oklahoma and the run one he ran with Kingsbury for four years. Then he blows out his ACL and his meniscus and he misses a year. Um, so this is all kind of new for him. And that's kind of a human element of the game is learning an entirely new offensive system. This was the first time it has definitely clicked that second half. I don't know if he got his ass chewed out at halftime, but that this was a whole different Kyler Murray in the second half today. And that's why I would stay. I would stick with him, but I still would draft his replacement if I can. <laughs> one of the top guys, and then because when you start dealing with like ACL injuries and shit like that, a lot of times new guys don't come back the same. Right. So I'll see what he can do next year. Give him the whole next year to see what he can do, and then if he <clears> don't play up the par, then it's time to move on. I, I I agree with you to an extent. Our problem is here, and I don't know what happened today with the offensive game plan, and especially that second half that I keep referring to. We have no weapons offensively outside of James Conner running the ball, and Trey McBride is a developing. Tight I was about end. to say the tight end. The tight end is yeah, good. Young he's in the second year. Yeah, he has elevated his game to a, a special spot this year. But that's really it offensively. I can't believe Greg Dorch had seven receptions today. I mean, that had our offense has been non-existent from that angle. So we need to get Kyler some weapons. And that was the whole hope or fantasy here was Marvin Harrison Jr. Give Kyler that legitimate number one threat. But now with the win and going to fourth in the draft, you got to reshuffle the dice a little bit and reconfigure that plan, which is fine. Because now you're just building culture at this point. Uh, that's funny. They they all all these years best games all against the Eagles. <laughs> it's always it's always like that. These guys, man. The one guy for Arizona, they said he had to catch all month. <laughs> I, that's really you know how it is with our offense. Yeah, our offense is, has been terrible. We just have no no targets. But Michael Wilson, I think that's who you're talking about. Is Michael Wilson? Michael Wilson's yeah, rookie out of Stanford, third round pick, has injuries here and there missed a couple games came back i think the last three weeks hasn't had a reception and then he catches a touchdown two-point conversion has a couple other catches <laughs> so i can see where your guys frustration is coming from oh goodness <laughs> <laughs> i guess my this, question this, for, this is supposed to be an easy win oh. and it didn't happen that's yep. th that was the feeling. I guess my question for you guys being in Philadelphia, what what hurts more, losing to the Cardinals like this or losing to the Diamondbacks in game 6 and 7? The Cardinals. The Diamondbacks. Oh, you think it's the Diamondbacks? <laughs> Why? Cuz cuz it was the uh series? Yes. Okay. Right right now we're in a funk and we've been in a funk so it, it is not that far off to believe we could lose this game. Because right. even uh, the games we've been winning, we ain't been kicking ass since pretty much none this year. Even the games we won, we've been fighting through damn near every game. And these last five games where we lost like four of them, those have been shit shows for our offense and defense. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I looked at this mock draft, and they have the uh, Arizona Cardinals still uh, picking Marvin Harrison. That was uh, four days ago. So um, I guess this uh, Washington loss. So would that move Washington in second? I don't know their record offhand. Um, well, with the Cowboys, yeah, it's uh, the whole NFL structure for how draft picks are secured is very convoluted and just confusing as all hell. So with the Cowboys winning last night, the Patriots, based off their strength of schedule, jumped Washington for the number three spot. And I don't think the Patriots won today. I know they kept it kind of close in Buffalo. but So with us, with Arizona winning, that'd make New England number two, Washington number three, and Arizona number four. Oh, yeah. You, well, they have Washington uh, uh, getting Drake May. So they're getting a quarterback. And they have New England. They have New England also getting a quarterback, Jaden Daniels. So Marvin Harrison still might be there at number five. If this hope. is what they, uh, you know, selecting. Because right. uh, New England doesn't have a quarterback. No. Wa- Washington quarterback. Washington quarterback isn't bad. But, like, hey, look, if you can get a, a quarterback. I don't think so either. Because he's not. Sam Howell isn't bad. You put up big numbers this year. You know what I mean? R- right, right. Uh, uh, that that's your that's your um opposition right there, the Redskins, because I think the Redskins might go after Marvin Harrison Jr. Why not? If if Sam Howell is putting up good numbers, why not have a have a a, a top wide receiver on a team? I I see. I have that argument for Chicago, who's picking number one. I Justin Fields won again today. Mm-hmm. I think that's their sixth or seventh win on the season. He had a couple incredible plays and a couple decent throws down the field that were completed and you just got that Ohio State connection where you don't really need a quarterback I like Justin Fields but if you could put him and Marvin Harrison Jr. together man that could be that could be really dangerous for Chicago right they have they have the Bears selecting uh Caleb Williams I I don't I can't see them drafting a, a another quarterback I can you do what a lot yeah. of people a lot of people yeah, do. yeah. Wow, I, mean, I, think, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they believe in Fields. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing these uh trade proposal things. It's not real, but I guess it's like you know media spins on. You know how they like to spin stuff. Oh, and they yeah. always come on trade trade uh proposal with Fields being shipped off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, where? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a, a crazy off season. <laughs> right, because I can't see a team that would uh need a quarterback like that. If you're Washington, do you take a chance? No. Uh, it's a young quarterback with a year to prove it. Uh, prove it. Minnesota, would you do that? Atlanta, Denver. I is could Washington be a spot for Russell Wilson? I mean, there's going to be a lot of lot of people moving around. I mean, Washington has a new ownership too. I mean, the ownership that you guys know really well with the Sixers. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. sure he wants to come in and make a splash with a new coach, new quarterback. Probably a new GM. This this offseason go a lot of different directions. Yeah, it could. Yeah. Well, real quick on some NBA talk. I have a question for you, Mr. Brown. Yes, yes, sir. Now you, you have Bobo, the center of the Phoenix Suns, played. <laughs> uh, they signed Bobo after he was waived by the Orlando Magic. He only played 12 games so far this season, and uh, December the 27th, I think that was Wednesday. He played one minute. <laughs> right. Now, the question is, 
why is he only playing 12 games and when you signed him? And number two, why would you put him in for a minute? <laughs> uh, the one minute must have been at the end of a blowout or where you're just saying throwing the white flag and, hey, we're done. Um, <laughs> the Bull Bull experience has been, to put it in, like, light terms, a complete disaster. I don't – I mean – he, he, he goes out there and he is just lost. Mm-hmm. And you could just see, I mean, he, he's just young. The basketball IQ is not there. And on a team full of veterans, uh, it's just not really meshing well. And this just seems like it's been turned into more of a just massive project. But yeah, he's seven, what, seven, two, seven, three. But the basketball IQ is just not there. Mm hmm. Now, uh, wouldn't they know about his IQ when they signed him? Um, you would think. I, I mean, the, he he was signed to a minimum contract, so he knows he's going to be at the end of the, the end of the bench. Right. And I just it, it's been. I mean, the situation here in Phoenix with the signs, it's been pretty messy through the first thirty what thirty four games. I think they played mm-hmm. or thirty five games. So it's taken them a while we're almost in i mean we're january pretty much now and they're still trying to figure out rotations they just got bradley beal back um beal duran booker have only played like two and a half games together so they they, this is still this is going to be a fluid situation moving forward i think for another 20 25 games or so Mm -hmm. yeah by looking at the uh, roster you have a good roster here but they was four and six in the last 10 games it has not been good. I mean, this injuries have just crushed them. You have Beal missing most of the season. Durant's missed games here or there. Beal comes back, then Booker gets hurt. Booker comes back, then Durant's down. Durant comes back, then Beal's hurt again. It's just, it's problems just keep popping up everywhere. And so it seems like they finally have kind of reached this point where this tonight will be the first time that they've had all top eight of their rotation players available at once. And that's the, been the biggest issues. Injuries. Injuries have just crushed them. Right. And uh, Philip, for your Sixers here, they uh, Embiid hasn't played in what three games? Uh, first of all, let's get it straight. Don't say my Sixers. <laughs> you, can say, you can you can say you can say our hometown Sixers. <laughs> Go ahead. How many uh, three games? Right. He hasn't played. Yeah, something like that. And the Sixers you know, is seven and three. Embiid is full of shit. He's always acting like he hurt. And you know they've been winning, but they lost yesterday. But they've been uh, winning uh, without Embiid. So <laughs> does this prove our point? <laughs> Continuity. Continuity. I mean, I, that's where I see it. Mm-hmm. And now, and now that's what I would say is in the hot seat. Let us go out in the second round and get in the playoffs. It's time to move on. It's time <laughs> From to trade him. Yeah, it's time to yeah. trade him and see what we can get for him. Trade trade him while he he has a good value and build around Maxi. The dude is averaging 30 points, 30, I think 32 last year, now 33 this year. But when the playoffs wow. roll around, it drops down to 22. Oh, the defense like, definitely. He, he dis- yeah. No, no, no. He disappears in the playoffs. <laughs> From I'm playing injured, I got the bubble guts, uh, I got the flu. It's always something when the playoffs roll around. But in the regular season, he's fighting for MVP. Right. So I don't know. Hmm. That that is interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. We said it before. 
if you can get a value, a value means a good player and some draft picks and build around Maxi. Because Maxi is your future. Yeah. I just wonder who has that who has that arsenal to kind of complete a major trade like that. Because you know, you know, yeah. I want to go to LA or I want to go to a top New York or a top market that doesn't have the assets to offer it. I just wonder who would pony up four first round draft picks and two quality young players that you could build around. Yeah, that's a tough one there too. Who can you get? Well, the only positive side about the Sixers next year, they have a, a, a they're very low on the salary cap because we getting rid of Tobias' contract. Oh, so they sh- they should have an opportunity to get a big name in here. I don't know who or what, but it should be a big name should be coming in uh, next season. You got to kind of, I, I mean, I would kind of understand like Embiid's frustration, maybe with the organization as well. You just see Giannis get Damian Lillard from Portland. You see Bradley Beal go to Phoenix. You got all these quality top tier players moving around and here you are not no, doing it. No, they, they, they had they, one. They tried. They tried yeah, with they had, oh. they had two. We you had James Harden and you have uh Jimmy Butler. So they had they had that opportunity to have those uh big players in there. And then well, I think Jimmy Harden just he or Jimmy Butler just walked, right? They didn't attempt make any attempt to resign him at all. They lowballed him. They gave him a lowball contract. Oh, but man. they gave a bigger contract to the bias. Once that oh. was done, it was a wreck. Oh, gosh, that's brutal. Even the James yeah. Harden, I I can't believe James Harden keeps getting these opportunities in the league. I'm an interesting <laughs> guy. I like James Harden from his from his days out at Arizona State. But man, to see what he has done to Houston and Brooklyn and Philadelphia. I just cannot believe he just keeps getting these opportunities. But hey, I mean, he's making me my words because LA is playing really well right now. Right. <laughs> well, he does got he got game when he want when he want to play and play hard. He can shoot the ball. He can get assists like no no other, and he's still a real good three point and free throw shooter. So uh-huh. he got game still left in him. It's just that he's lazy when he want to play. You know what I mean? As long as he's happy, you don't right. get him happy, then you in trouble. That's the, and his happiness is the biggest wild card, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, going back to the NFL real quick A question for both of you Are the Miami Dolphins contenders or pretenders? Oh, man, I, did you just see that score pop up? Yes oh, yeah. oh my gosh Shit, they're in the same boat as us a, a great record, you would think they'd be contenders But not really No, I think they they, they might be worse Because um, They only beat They beat D- Dallas um, And I'm thinking I'm thinking about another team, but they they only beat like two or three teams with a winning record this season. Um, I can't remember who. But they run the ball, they pass the ball. So their offense is the problem, is their defense is the problem. Right. Their defense is just as bad as ours, if not worse. And that's what it comes down to. If you can't stop nobody, you ain't getting far in the playoffs. Uh, oh, let's see my, oh, there okay. you go. Yeah. Do, do you watch Hard Knocks with the Miami Dolphins? I, I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing my general sense from like a team that plays in a warm city, it looks like them going up to Baltimore. They were none too interested in playing in a cold weather market. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that changes once the playoffs come and they have to go make a trip to maybe Buffalo <laughs> or Baltimore again. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't, I, I have tried getting into hard knocks. I just haven't 
I just can't keep myself like going with it for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but but y'all have to see how the coach uh, talks and acts. And I've he, seen clips here and there. <laughs> now, and do you that do you laugh when you hear him talk? I just can't believe that like gravitates within a locker room. <laughs> I, I, I it is just shocking. Um, I'd like to kind of consider myself kind of like an old soul, old school tough mentality and just to see like this laissez-faire attitude yeah which i mean i guess excels in this day and age with these athletes that we were kind of referring to a dip across different sports yeah it's just shocking how that just can be accepted <laughs> i mean they're 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 a good team so i guess it works for them yeah well, you can already tell that he's a real big analytics guy and a percentage guy, and I guess that's what the, the uh, players like. Uh, Nick Sirianni strikes me as like that uh, big analytics guy and percentage. If you do this, then you this is forty percent. You know, it will work or whatever oh, yeah. that type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick, 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 sorry, sorry, Joe. I was just going to say Nick Sariani, you can't really say that because he passed the buck to his coordinator. So now he can say, I'm not calling the plays. He <laughs> his coordinator, which is bullshit. Well, I was going to say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because Jonathan Gannon is very heavily analytical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. I think that's what the problem with the league is as a whole, how the way they play. Well, it's the new age young coaches. That's what they go for. Right, right. Well, it's funny that you're kind of bringing this up because I know Tom Brady in one of his interviews a few weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, he is blasting the level of competition on the fields right now. Right. It, it, it is sometimes it is hard to watch. It's like, man, this these guys are just not either a coached up or motivated or both. And it's a lot different from, from 10 years ago. Well, in well, certain situations that you do the basic, what you do in those situations, but now these coaches today and coordinators are going against the grain. Just right. like uh, when we had you at the four-yard line, why are you blitzing right there when you know they're going to pass it? Right. You know what well, I mean? And that was stupid. Right. Oh, it's that. And the whole onside kick, too. I mean, hindsight, it might have been a blessing in disguise because then you saved a bunch of time by having Philadelphia start at the 40, 45-yard line. But even, I mean, you're three yeah, and twelve. Yeah. Why not? Why not take it? Why not take a chance? Try to catch them off guard. But it's those kind of analytics like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, Mr. Ryan. Thank you for joining us. And uh, what's your social media? Uh, my Twitter is at rgooty7. R g u t i e seven, and that's where I'm the most active. And I know you've been hunting me down for podcasts me and my buddies are starting to gather things up and we are looking at a, maybe an early start in 2024 of getting something going uh-oh <laughs> good luck to you <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh we'll probably have you on a uh, matter of fact probably around if you said early i guess probably around towards the uh nba playoffs maybe okay. we can do a joint uh, uh podcast together oh that'd be great i love hearing from you guys man so that'd be awesome yeah so you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube at PNL Judgmentals, Instagram at the two underscore Judgmentals, or you can email us at PNLJudgmentals at gmail.com. All right, Ryan, thanks for joining us. All right, thank you, boys. I hope you guys are doing well. Happy New Year to you and your families, guys. Be safe. Thanks, Ryan. Happy New Year to you, too.